You are listening to the Siemens Energy Podcast Series. The energy sector is undergoing an unprecedented transformation, presenting both challenges and opportunities. The demand for energy is increasing worldwide. And at the same time, we must combat the effects of climate change and reduce CO2 emissions. On each episode, we bring you conversations with some of the world's cutting-edge thought leaders in energy and related subjects. Our goal is to help you understand energy, the challenges we face today, and what the future holds. Subscribe and be sure to check out our website for more resources. The reality of clean energy is constantly blurred by politics and disingenuous extremes. Actual change is a process. The evidence of climate change is irrefutable, and our need to address the challenges of climate change continue to grow. If we, as a global community, intend to create lasting change, there are some truths we must understand, even if they are uncomfortable. To that end, we sat down with some of our energy leaders from executive board members to regional CEOs and sales heads, and other subject matter experts here at Siemens Energy to discuss five uncomfortable truths about the energy transition. Uncomfortable truth number one, fossil fuels are an answer. In 2021, the share of renewable energy increased worldwide by 8% and now accounts for almost one-third of annual global electricity consumption. China, India, the US, and the EU are all making progress, but there are major hurdles that prevent us from relying solely on these power sources. We will need to use fossil fuels in a cleaner way as we bridge to more energy from renewables. My belief in energy, I think that some people will agree with that we all need fossil fuels for a transition time. That's Tim Holt, a member of Siemens Energy's executive board and labor director. It's not that we just put a target out and say in five years we're all going to be renewable power 100%. It takes time to have that transition. And I also believe different countries in the world will be on a different time scale. Hi, I'm Rich Forberg. Rich Forberg is the president of Siemens Energy for North America. Today, where we sit, we've got a lot of renewables on the market. We also have a lot of fossil fuels. We'll see a number of the fossil fuels decrease, things like coal, heavy oil, those things. But we're definitely going to need natural gas to go from where we are today to the future by 2040, 2050 of being 100% decarbed. My name is Ario Talaver, and I'm responsible for industrial application products within Siemens Energy. Currently, we have to be able to provide a secure energy supply for the world's population. And then there is going to be an exploration phase into a new era with a cleaner fuels. And this transition has to be managed. And of course, during this transition, natural gas will be playing a major major role. So from that perspective, fossil fuels are going to play a major role going forward, but also the fossil fuels are going to be the feedstock in order to create hydrogen. Uh, hello, this is uh, Karim Amin. I am a member of the managing board of Siemens Energy. Let us be very specific. When we talk about fossil fuel, we talk about natural gas. And natural gas can also be adapted towards the low CO2 emissions. And here we're talking about solutions and technologies like carbon capture, where a big part of the CO2 emissions coming from natural gas can be reduced. And we're also talking about hydrogen co-firing, where we could blend natural gas with green hydrogen and have a better impact on CO2 emissions. 
We're talking here about our capability of reducing CO2 emissions from fossil-fired power plants by more than two-thirds. And that's a big step towards the net zero journey. Fossil fuels won't be with us forever, and renewable energy sources continue to increase. However, shifting the global economy to net zero is more than simply turning off one energy source and turning on another. Now let's talk about uncomfortable truth number two. Renewables don't come for free. Everyone touts wind and solar as free sources of energy, but the reality is much different. There is a high cost to using renewables on a much bigger scale and replacing the infrastructure of an energy system built on an entirely different model. Even if fossil fuels don't disappear completely, the shift toward renewable energies and green hydrogen will have a profound impact on the geolandscape, especially on the oil and gas producing countries of the world. Changes in demand for natural resources will also have geopolitical effects, which can also change world dynamics. You need to invest in the infrastructure that transmits this renewable electricity from A to B and stores this renewable electricity when it's not needed so that we can use it when the time comes when it is needed. Here's Vinod Philip, Chief Technology and Strategy Officer of Siemens Energy. Business models have to be more flexible and more open to some initial cost at the beginning to be able to get the technology introduction done faster. Secondly, consumers need to be willing to pay a bit more for some of these new greener technologies because it does come at a price. Nothing is free. In order to get a really 100% of renewable energy across the globe, it's a massive build out. It's a massive investment. And who's going to pay for the investment? And at the end, it's electricity prices. The consumer is going to pay for it. So how do you address it? How do you make sure people feel comfortable paying higher electricity prices for a future that's CO2-free? And I think that's that's really the roadblock. It's the, the mindset, I want to pay more in order for our kids to have a better future. Everybody's really interested in hydrogen, and, and people thought it was a decade away for a long time, but it's here. That's Lynette Casey, the Director of Power Systems Development. There's a huge supply chain problem. We have to really quickly stand up factories that can tool up massive amounts of production is what we're seeing. And I think it's akin to what we saw during the gas turbine boom. The energy transition is not simply about how clean energy is generated, but what the real cost of clean energy future is. And while the true cost of renewables remains uncertain, the technology challenge is something we understand very well. Which brings us to uncomfortable truth number three. Technology is not an issue. We have the technology to create energy with a much lower greenhouse gas footprint. While innovations are still necessary to commercialize these technologies at scale and make them affordable, technology is not the issue. The issue is how we become sustainable without leaving millions of people behind. We want to ensure that we are tackling electricity access and investments in developing countries while we advance clean energy globally. You know, the technology exists. That's Chad Burke, Senior Vice President of Power System Sales. We can do this stuff. Scaling it up is what it's going to take to solve all of this. So building it on mass scales, mass project scales, is the way we have to change our way of thinking. Well, there is uh, already today the capability of blending anything between 30% to 50 plus percent hydrogen 
in natural gas-fired power plants without significant impact in terms of adaptation or investment to be done in the existing power plants. We have also a roadmap that you could take this up to 100% before 2030. So this means that natural gas assets, whether they are running today or being constructed in the future, are not going to be stranded, but they could burn green fuels in the future. It's really about having a mindset, a willingness to recognize that each of us has a very clear role to play in the saving of this planet for future generations. So if technology is not the issue, what is? That's what we will explore next. Uncomfortable truth number four. Infrastructure is an issue. Adding renewable energy to the electrical grid will not solve the climate crisis on its own. Taken together, transportation, industry, and heating and cooling make up the lion's share of greenhouse gas emissions. The technology for sector coupling is here, but the development of its infrastructure continues to lag behind. What's more, a challenging energy mix will also have an impact on grid stability. Grids are currently unequipped to handle an influx of distributed energy generation and sector coupling will not succeed until grids are expanded and upgraded. This is the only way to ensure that electricity generated from renewables reaches the consumer regions with low losses along the way. The grid is aging. It's a problem right now. So it was said you know, by one of the Princeton researchers that it took 150 years to build the grid to where we are now. We're going to have to double that in the next 15 years and then do it again in the 15 years after that putting renewable resources all over the area. We're used to gathering from a very large power plant, a lot of megawatts at one time, and sending it down the line, where now we're gathering from multiple sources all over. And to balance those sources and get it to a load center is, a, is, is going to be a big challenge. In many areas, we do not have grids today where people don't have access to electricity. Almost 800 million people do not have access to electricity today which means that we need to be able to bring them electricity, which means we have to invest in new grid infrastructure. Recognizing that the use of hydrogen outside of industrial applications, for example, in new areas like transportation, where you have trains and buses and trucks being fueled by hydrogen, or using hydrogen for power generation, like in a gas turbine, will require tremendous volumes of hydrogen which means that there is a massive infrastructure play that is required to be able to create the infrastructure that can transport hydrogen. I think this is where the industry needs to focus on. How fast can you really ramp up and scale to a commercial level production of electrolyzers, for example? Today, we have around 300 megawatts of electrolyzer. By 2030, we'd need 5,000 giga. So how fast can you ramp that? It's a matter of capacity and it's a matter of availability of resources. It's also a matter of investment. Here we're talking about trillions of dollars. So this is one of the main challenges when it comes to the infrastructure. And it's something that we all need to understand. Outlining these very real issues standing in the way of the energy transition can seem daunting. And if you think this is too much for any one company or organization, that's because it is. And that's why uncomfortable truth number five is we can't do this alone. The U.S. is committed to having emissions by 2030. Germany is phasing out coal. 
China has set a target to become climate neutral by 2060, and the EU wants to achieve net zero emissions by 2050. More than 130 states have set or are developing net zero targets. But making these transitions is an immense task, and everyone needs to pitch in. Businesses, politics, and society. Absolutely true. The challenge is so big that you really need to bring the different stakeholders together. Obviously, technology companies, energy technology companies like Siemens Energy are going to be playing a, a major role. However, there is the stakeholders coming on the developer side, the, the bank, uh, the banks need to be part of it. The off-takers need to be there, convinced about it, and then the consumers. And then definitely also the policymakers who have to basically support in, in setting the right policies, make to create the drive in the society so together we can work on it to make it make it happen. So uh, there is nobody alone who can do that. We need our partners. Our partners are, are multiple players. The first one is our customers. Customers are always our partners. We also need to partner with the government. The government needs to come to the table with some help when it comes to research and development. And as we get that money flowing, then we also need academia. We need the universities. They bring a lot of good thoughts to it. We also need our communication side of this. Communication with uh, the industry as well as with the public about what the good side and the difficulties we have with hydrogen are definitely a partner. So we need the communication side to partner with. And then lastly, we also need startups. So today we have a certain level of technology. We need to grow that technology. And the way you grow that is new ideas. We as Siemens Energy have a lot of great ideas, but some of these small startups have really good ideas. We need to bring them in with us, take their great ideas, help them to scale their product and scale their solution and create a real business out of that. We cannot make it happen only with financial instruments. We cannot make it happen only through political pressure or political agendas and targets. So what this means, we cannot do it alone, is simply that the challenge is so complex, the challenge is so large, you need the stakeholders to work together and come up with convergent strategies, to come up with aligned objectives so that we can support each other. It takes everyone and all of their passions and all of their expertise, you know, that they can bring to fixing this problem. It's going to take everyone. The path to net zero will involve significant investments and society will have to face new paradigms with more conscious consumption. We may not be able to solve climate change as individuals, but the choices we make do matter. While these five truths may be a bit uncomfortable, they are indeed the truth. We need to engage across the entire energy value chain and work together to enact true change. Politics and business must work together to address the demands of society, while consumers need to understand the cost we will all have to pay for a greener future and a healthier planet. If we all work in tandem, we stand a chance of making a real difference. To learn more and to hear other episodes of our podcast, head over to Siemens-Energy.com slash podcast. That's Siemens-Energy.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening. We hope you found this episode valuable. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a five-star review. You can find more information and all of the resources mentioned in today's episode at Siemens-Energy.com forward slash podcast. Siemens Energy is providing this podcast as a public service. 
Reference to any specific product or entity does not constitute an endorsement or recommendation by Siemens Energy. The views expressed by guests and hosts are their own, and their appearances on this program do not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. Views and opinions expressed by Siemens Energy employees are those of the employees and do not necessarily reflect the views of Siemens Energy or any of its officials.